I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hot for season five of The Connor and Smith Show. Oh, we did a monotone. Special edition in bed. We're laying in bed with the pugs because that's how we roll on a Tuesday morning. It's it's fine. Um, it wasn't my decision. It was <laughs> bye-byes. It was Byron's. He wanted to go back to bed and cuddle. Um, so we are doing this episode with drum roll please Jen Gerard Renfro on her birthday today is her birthday Feliz cumpleaños a tu yep um so happy birthday we wanted to get this episode out today because we saw it was your birthday on the Facebook and we just wanted to make this special this day even more special than yeah, what it is. Absolutely. Um, so happy birthday, Jen. We had a blast talking to you. We'll get into all of that. We just, the other night, Sunday night, went back to Arena Stage <clears throat> for a second time to see Ride the Cyclone. It was the closing night of Ride the Cyclone. It was so good. Insane. There were so many people at the stage door afterwards Matt got the entire cast to sign his shirt it was crazy well um, I didn't have a program well that, that's not true you did but anyway um, Byron just flooped onto my shoulder now I'm sure a lot of you don't know what that means a floop it's when he flops over on his side, but it's like a way to get closer to you. It's super cute. Anyway, we love when he floops. We're going to take a quick break. And P.S. I encourage you all to listen to this show on Spotify if you can. Goalposts keep moving and Spotify listens are now the listens that count the most. So if you have it in your heart, please uh, check us out on Spotify. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There you are. Oh, sorry. I'm here. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Is this Steven? This is Steven. Hey, Steven. Nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. If you're on your cell phone, just a few things you probably need to know. Um, Make sure that your cell phone is connected to Wi-Fi. It is. And make sure your phone doesn't go to sleep. Okay. Got it. Um. And just as we get on with you, the dogs start humping each other. So there's Uh, that. I have four dogs, so I'm very familiar. We have two pugs. Yes. And they uh, come alive when podcast time happens. (laughs) They're like children. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So hi, Jen. Welcome. It's so good to see you. Talk to you, not see you. Talk to you. Yes. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, hey, Matt, hey. I, love, I love you, Matt. How what have you been? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys need to come to Florida and visit me. Oh, my God. We're in the car right now with two humping you can, pugs. You can bring the dogs. <laughs> we are also joined by our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Hey, Brian. Hello, Jen. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing all right. Good. Where are you in Florida? I am near West Palm Beach, about 30 miles north in a town called Palm City. That's on the Gulf Coast? Yes, we are. Well, we're on the east side, uh, like um, West Palm Beach. Not near the Gulf. No, we're not near. The Gulf is like Tampa area. I'm, I'm not near the Gulf at all. We're so bad at geography. We yeah, went to school for theater. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not in the Gulf. That's Tampa and Panama City and all that. I'm nowhere near there. West um, Palm Beach. You... you don't know where West Palm Beach is? 
Fort no, Lauderdale, I, Miami. No, I went. <laughs> I went down to to Disney World once. That was okay. <laughs> That's Orlando. That's like two hours north of us. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys get any uh, bad hurricane stuff the past decade? We have been in a couple hurricanes. Luckily, nothing. You know, we left one time and evacuated. And of course, it was supposed to be like a category four or whatever, and it wound up being nothing. So, uh, yeah, we packed our kids, our six dog. I mean, like we had the whole caravan and left and went to North Carolina to stay with our friends. And then it turned out to be nothing. But we've we've had some bad storms here, but luckily no house blowing down or anything like that. No roof loss or we've been pretty lucky. I've been here. I've been in Florida now about 16 years. And is Florida just sometimes insane? Oh, my gosh. Everyone here is insane. But I have my little group of, like, normal people. (laughs) Yes. Florida is, like, I am definitely the minority here. So it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic. You know, people here are definitely crazy town, you know, very... Republican and <laughs> very, um, you know, not not liberal in a lot of ways. And so that's, you know, COVID was very, people loved being in Florida because everybody could do everything they wanted, literally. You know, people didn't want to wear masks. They didn't want to get vaccinated, you know. And so it was really, and people in other states thought that was great, you know, because they were so, like New York City was so unable to do anything where Florida was the opposite of that. And we just, everybody here just was like, Oh, COVID there's no COVID. There's no, there's no pandemic going on. <laughs> like we're just right. going to live our lives and we don't care about anybody basically. So it's very, I do like it here. Um, you know, I have my little, my, my friends that are, you know, similar to me, but yes, there's definitely, uh, a community that is not, uh, kind of my style. Is there a, a East Palm Beach or is just a regular Palm Beach, the east part of Palm Beach? <laughs> no, there's, it's West Palm Beach. <laughs> um, anyone that we have talked to from the podcast that lives in Florida during the time of the pandemic, they were like, oh, you'd never know anything was going on. Oh, my gosh. It, it was wild. And, you know, I would go and people would like lose their minds. Like I had, you know, if you went to a doctor and people would, you know, definitely try to not try. There was definitely laws in place here where you're like, if you go to the doctor, you have to wear a freaking mask you know what I mean but people would be upset about it or get into an argument about people would fight about it it's like are you kidding me guys like it was it was definitely a wild time here for sure I work uh it's a long story but I the organization I work for does a puts on a farmer's market every Sunday mm-hmm. and it became mandatory for us to staff it to kind of enforce COVID protocols and masked and all this stuff. It, it was very farmer's market during COVID was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but this one gentleman was just insistent about not wearing a mask and right. said, I already had it once. You can't get it again. Yeah. Which we all know is That's not true. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you, Ryan. It wasn't you. <laughs> and it was um, like, you know, there are a lot of like my, my kids families, like, you know, my daughter's friends or their parents and things like that. Like they didn't want their kids to wear masks to school and then if they knew that it it was just became a very political and sometimes a very uncomfortable you know conversation because if you didn't see things the way that they saw them and you know you were on the kind of opposite side they they didn't really want to associate with you so you know kind of like how our country has been so it's it's um you know it's definitely a very trying time and you know we still have some of those issues going on here people don't want to be vaccinated and like you know people I get it like not everybody has to feel the same or do the same thing but you know it wasn't okay for you to say well I'm going to go get vaccinated and if you're not that's your business but whatever I mean then people would be upset with you because you did and want to know why and have all these questions about it and blah 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 so and and since when has like anyone ever cared about what shot somebody has I know it's so weird what a weird time in our country it was just and Florida definitely it was like at the heart of all 
I mean, you know, everybody here loves Ron DeSantis. I don't even know if you know who that is, but he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot stand the man. And I'm, like, so worried he's going to be our president. And, like, everyone here just loves him. Like, they, I, he is the greatest thing. I don't know how anyone could get a nomination to be president who wears white thigh-high boots. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He's done I mean, so many bad things. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, that's the least of worst things. He like, just looks okay, like. Wear your boots. I'm okay with that. <laughs> they were white. It looked like Nancy Sinatra. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Except that's an insult to Nancy Sinatra. It Maybe is. He and... was the governor from Bessel Morehouse in Texas. Yeah. So, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in an area that you know was kind of uh, you know right or left or? I am a Jersey girl. I grew up. Yes, I grew up in New Jersey. I went to high school there and, um, you know, spent, you know, my whole my whole young life there and then went to Shenandoah and moved to Virginia and then went back to New Jersey for a while and then moved to Florida from there. So I was born and raised in New Jersey. So like you like Bon Jovi and oh Bruce my Springsteen. god, I love that man. Are you kidding me? I used to try to like find him down the shore. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the eighties, girl, hundred percent. You know the big hair and like the blue eyeshadow. Ugh, oh my god. Like, I love the album Slippery When Wet. Oh my singing. god, great album. And, yes, he's a good guy. You know he is like a restaurant in New Jersey now. And he basically feeds the homeless people with it. And like anybody can come in there and get a meal for free. It's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, what, what, so when you were growing up, like, were you an artsy gal? Like, how did, when did you first know you kind of wanted to do yeah. flits and turns were, and sing songs? Yeah. And were you close to the city? I was close to the city. And that's probably when I first, my mom was really great and she took me to new york city i think my first broadway show was annie of course oh there there it is there and, it is yes and of course i i would sing the sun will come out tomorrow like through my house for decades like not decades but definitely for several years as a young child like my parents were like all right my god can you just sing another song and i think just and then you know i went to see the rockettes and they took me to see like the christmas show in new york and i just really was just fascinated with the experience of it and going i want to be that person i want to be on stage and know that the audience or who's watching me is having this like emotional reaction to me like and so as a young person I you know, like when I was five I was singing and we would have like my parents I would have like I want a Wizard of Oz birthday party and of course I would have to be Dorothy like the Wizard of Oz was a big catalyst for me when I was a kid just watching that you know as a young like five-year-old or whatever I was and just going oh my gosh like I love singing I love watching them sit. like it was tv you know and um yeah so I did high school I did I did show choir <laughs> I was in show choir I was in chorus I was a flag girl in the band and so you know it was always like part of my I did state choir you know all through high school and it was just always something that I wanted to do you know? I'd love like, to get some hard numbers on how many millions of girls went into theater because of Annie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bet a lot, you know, uh, almost, almost every female we've talked to on this show. And really, of course, like yeah. not surprising really. But yeah, that just got me. So that and wizard of Oz and like, wizard of Oz. Seriously. Judy Garland, you know, <laughs> nobody knew what was going on, you know, behind the scenes for her, unfortunately, but she was just like my idol. I was like, wow, she's so beautiful. And, you know, she, her voice was so soothing, you know, and I, I don't know, I just really connected with that at a, as, at a young age. So I think it was my fair lady for me, which is funny because I didn't want to be Eliza. I wanted to be the like confirmed bachelor English teacher who was a ah, bitch to everyone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> of that checks out that yes checks out. it does <laughs> what yes. what was the the pathway to Shenandoah like how did you first fi uh, find out about Shenandoah you know interesting it was you know what I am trying to remember you know it's a long time ago so um I know I I don't, I think my mom kind of exposed me to Shenandoah there was a couple schools that I was really interested in 
I wasn't the greatest student um, as far as academics go. So, you know, I was limited in kind of that situation. I remember going to, to Shenandoah and auditioning and really liking the vibe. I almost went to, this is funny, I almost went to West Virginia University. And I can tell you my time knowing what I did in college at Shenandoah, thank God I went to a smaller school or else I would have really had some, some problems with a big school. I think I would have partied too much. And Oh, you would have been all around that mountain lair. Oh, and Shenandoah, like, believe me, I acted like it was party school. So. Yeah, me too. I get you. <laughs> so I just, I don't, you know, it was just like, I had a good experience. I remember auditioning for them, you know, going to the campus. And I really didn't know anything about the school. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, Virginia is not a place I really was exposed to. So it was just something, you know, they were up and coming at the time. I mean, nowadays, it's funny because I have an 18-year-old daughter who has gotten the theater bug. And uh, she is going for it, you know, to college. And she is so much more talented than I could, I ever was. And we went to Unifieds in New York City and did like five million gazillion auditions and Shenandoah was there. And she refused to audition for Shenandoah because she's like, mom, you went there. I, I know it's a great, and that's, the school is like amazing, even more amazing than it was. I mean, it was, it was okay when we were there, but now it's like really great. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's like the, a real program. It's like top 30 in the country. Like it's mm -hmm. crazy. And the, the dance, I was not a great dancer. I was a mover, you know, I'm an actor, singer, dancer. So the dance call for Shenandoah was crazy town. Like, you know, I'm, she would not have made it, <laughs> but I remember all the kids coming out of that audition and going, oh my God, like Shenandoah's dance call was the most, was the hardest they said of all of the auditions that day. So just kind of goes to show you, you know. There's a whole generation of us that would not be accepted today. <laughs> I definitely don't think I would have gotten in. That's for sure. I'm like, thank God it was like 30 million years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it's something you said earlier about it was the vibe uh, of SU. So many people say it's like, oh, I don't know. I saw the weeping willow trees and the yes. duck ponds and that was it. Oh, you know? my gosh. I just liked it. It was like a small. I, yeah, I just yes, liked the, the campus, the small campus of it and whatever. It, it did have a manageable feel where it didn't stress you out. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Did exactly. you, um, have you, have you ever returned back to school? I have been there a couple times um, because uh, my good friend, I don't know if Matt, I don't know if you remember Jennifer Terman. She was like my best friend at Shenandoah. She was a dance major. She wound up working for Shenandoah for a good 10 years as a dance instructor and she stayed in Winchester. So I would go back and visit her. And I went back to the campus. This is like after the football was there and the whole thing. And, you know, once was enough. I think I've been there once, like since I graduated. And I'm like, okay, that's good enough. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my experience at Shenandoah was, it was, I was listening to both of Stephen and, and you, Matt, your, your um, experience at Shenandoah. And I have to say mine was pretty similar. Like, I, I took away some good things from that place and there was definitely some bad toxic stuff too, you know? So, you know, I would say it was a combination for me of like a good experience and also kind of not belonging in that generation of, of kids at the theater. Like I was definitely not like one of the cool theater kids, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, they didn't really accept me. I was not part of that clicky little group. Yeah. And let's gain some perspective here. Where else outside of conservatory does cool theater kids exist as a term? <laughs> exactly. I know. But, you know, when you're going through it, it's like, I, and I think, and I'll remember what happened. I can tell you exactly what happened. I was, it was like the second audition for, and you know, everybody like watches you, right? Right. So you're in the black theater the black box theater, right? And you you stand and everybody watches you. And I got the worst stage fright. And this is funny because it stayed with me for years after this happened. And it took me a long time to get myself out of it. But I forgot the words to my song. And all the everybody in the in that was watching me, you know, all the theater kids, they started singing it to me. 
And I just remember that moment, like it changed everything for me. And the, even like the, the kids in the program, they were like, oh, you know, they're kind of snotty and whatever. And there were some really great, talented kids there. I mean, like there definitely were. And they were like, you're not good enough. Like, and that was it. Like I was pretty much done. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a turning point for me you know, at that school. And, you know, I also did a lot of dumb stuff and I was partying with the sports guys. And, you know, I really had a more broad range of friends, which was good because I didn't really submerge myself in just that one little group. Thank goodness. Because (laughs) I think I would have really been unhappy. And, you know, like I said, I really never felt like they wanted me to be a part of their world anyway. So I had the similar experience yes. very much so. Yes, and I know Matt did too. So yeah. <laughs> very familiar. But, you know, I, my experience at Shenandoah was I, I gained a lot there and I wish that I would have taken my education a little bit more seriously. You know, I think I could have, if I, I really just, I had a great time. I partied I, too much. I mean, I didn't go to Performance Forum. I mean, I failed. Remember Performance Forum, Matt? Oh, we, it's it's been a subject. We yes. still do it some here, sometimes here. So I failed that shit. Like, who does that? You got to get up at 7 a.m. You got to show up. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't. I was out drinking on a Monday night. Like, I don't want to go watch some person sing opera. <laughs> gotta be kidding me <laughs> you know what I mean you know now I'm 50 years old and I look back and go you dumbass like how stupid are you you could have you like you could have seen all these great performers but you decided no I want to sleep and not go to this class that I have to get credits for or you could always do like what I did which was go steal the programs from the trash oh, and then turn them in oh my gosh look at you Steven I was the worst. I would figure out a way to cheat if at all possible. Oh my gosh. I, I, never, not that smart. I never did strike once. I just carried <gasps> a hammer and walked with purpose and no yes. one ever questioned me. Now I will tell you stagecraft. Oh my God. I hated that too. Me, <laughs> like, me too. Those hours I'd be like, okay, I think I can just put like a one in front of yep. this number. <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. Oh my God. I hated that shit. Like, okay, let's take a class about... 500 tools I'm never going to pick up in my life. What's the name of this tool? I don't freaking know. Like, I don't know. I know what a hammer looks like and a saw and that's about it. And a screwdriver, like, and a, you know, a a cordless drill. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. But remember those tests we had to take? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Most of which you will never pick up yourself in your life. Never, never. But it was, you know, it was, it was a good experience and I get the whole you know, being well-rounded and having to take stagecraft and then costuming with Celia. That was a whole other interesting environment. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, and I I also think that some of the, some of the bad things or negative things that happened to me now that I'm a teacher and work with younger kids and whatnot, um, I think that some of that, you you know, is installed in me um, a way to help navigate those situations that I went through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always a group of sort of the more popular kids. There's a group of the most popular uh, moms in our yeah. neighborhood. Oh there's my a gosh. group of, you, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and like, I'm not really about, I think the, the, I wasn't really about that anyway. I mean, there were, there were, you know, kids that I was like, wow, they sing really well, or they're so talented. Like Ryan Williams was below me in the dorms, like the first year that I lived there. And I remember listening to him sing chess and like, you know, we didn't really get along that well, but I always was so in awe of his talent, you know, like he was a really talented guy, you know, and Joy Doing was on my, my floor and she would sing, and I swear to God, God love her. She would sing, I will always love you from Whitney Houston every night of the week. <laughs> like, oh my God. I am belting, belting, and she had an amazing voice. And, you know, I was always like, okay, okay, Joy, really? Like, one more time. But, like, she was, she had an amazing voice, and that was her thing. <laughs> she would sing that song at the top of her lungs 
and sometimes we'd be like a joy that's enough we're that we've had it <laughs> we got it we got it we got it so that's anyway. why they make practice rooms Come exactly on, but those are like some fond memories you know that i that i have you know of those kind of moments of going you know and i was listening to your your podcast the other day and talking about you know scene work and all that with you know with the with you know the acting class and that was really great experience like I enjoyed that like that was intense and also yes you're being you know judged by your peers and whatever but I learned a lot in that class you know Mm -hmm. and I appreciated that and you know Hal Herman was not a fan of me um but his wife liked me and I loved her to death. Do you remember, Matt, when I won the... So interesting story about me at Shenandoah. Very weird. Maybe not that weird. But I I got married when I... Because I was a dumbass. And I met this gentleman in town in Winchester, Virginia. Like, that's really going to be great for me, right? Got married when I was still in college. And my name was Jen Gerard when I started college. But then my senior year it was Jen Schaff because that was my married name and I won the what were those awards called the mock awards no it was like her she the, the Lindy, Lindy, Award. Lindy. Lindy award I won the Lindy award and everyone was like they couldn't figure out and it, I like I had no idea I was going to get this award right because it's very prestigious and everybody's so excited like who is she going to pick and she picked me for this dumb reason because she was like I couldn't figure out who this young person was in my class because all of a sudden my name was changed to Jen Schaff and she thought it was so funny and I got this damn award and I thought everyone was literally going to cut my eyes out <laughs> like, it oh, was yeah, like... that's right because it would be like mock awards all through the evening and then Lindy would give the final yes, award and I got that award and I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> there will be and blood course, like, and I loved her like she was special to me she really was she she really pushed me and probably gave me the most motivation in that school 100 percent. you know she i love doing the children's shows with her and you know traveling with all those like jeff Cudmore and jenny lamb like that was a really great time for me um and i remember that and i've always i always loved her but how how no, <laughs> that was, he was not somebody that uh, I connected with in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not exactly the warmest of, of no, personalities. Definitely not. No, um, and if you were going to be a super, if you weren't really the lead in the show, which I, you know, I was in a couple, I was in Jesus Christ Superstar and then the ensemble. And I loved that. And, um, and then I switched to theater because just acting major, because I couldn't pass music theory either. <laughs> Because you had to take music theory and like transpose all of those things, you know, mm. that shit's hard. Yeah, yeah. So I was I, like, I'm I, not gonna be an acting major now, so I don't have to take that. Uh, I had to do that one twice. <laughs> yes, it's difficult. But yeah. I was glad. I was glad to to switch over. I think I was better as an acting major than I was as a music theater major because I just really, I kind of lost my mojo going to school there you know like I lost my balance because I you know you, you go to college with all these other talented kids right and you're like a a big fish in a little pond at your high school so I was like you know got getting solos and leads and shows and all this stuff and then I go to Shenandoah and it's like oh shit like everyone's so much better than me like they're better singers they're better actors I can't dance like and I just kind of like caved into myself and I if I had one thing to do over again I wish that I didn't do that but of course you know we all go through life and we learn our process of you know what we learn and now I'm better for it but you know it it, I I was kind of crushed I think you know and I couldn't I couldn't bounce back from it and couldn't you know instead of learning from them I just kind of was like I became kind of into myself so I'm sad for that you know but where did that take you afterwards? Like, when did you get that mojo back? As you Not till after I left Shenandoah, to be honest. I, I, like I said, I got married and it took me five years to graduate from Shenandoah. 
because so I didn't graduate with the class I started with. I graduated with the class, you know, that was um, a year behind me because I had to retake classes. I mean, I, I partied. Wait, like I said, I was partying. I was not going to class. I was doing a lot of dumb stuff. And but I still wanted to graduate because I thought it mattered. And I graduated, but I also was married and I had a baby like literally right out of college. And, you know, so then I kind of didn't do anything for a while. And then I started to miss, you know, being in shows and being in the theater and doing those things. And once I moved back to Florida, I did a couple things in New Jersey. I was in a doo-wop group called Mystique, and that was really fun. And we would go, we went to New York one time and sang at Rockefeller Center in in the lobby, not on the <laughs> stage, but um, that was in the really, parking lot. In the parking lot, but it was it was a really fun experience. I did that for a couple years, and then I moved to Florida, and I met this. Um, director I worked I did a lot of shows at Starstruck Performing Arts Center which they do a lot of professional shows and she just kind of I decided to audition for a show called Pajama Game and got back into it and then I did Company and I played the part of April one of the girlfriends and she brought me out of my funk and I just got Is that my... Barcelona yes yep love exactly. that love that song me too. So she kind of brought me out of that. She's like, you're a good actor. Like, you're good. Like, stop, you know. And I, I don't know what it was, but just kind of snapped. I had a, a really bad thing with stage fright for a long time because I said, you get in your head about things, you know, and I really just couldn't overcome it, like, for a long time. And then I was like, I was tired of being that way. I was like, if you really want to be miss up being on I don't care about being famous. I don't care about being on Broadway. I just wanted to be a part of something and act and sing and, you know, do that in my life. Cause it's my passion, you know, keep it in my life in some capacity. And so it just snapped and I, I got myself out of it and I just did a couple shows. I just did a couple straight plays. I, I probably only do theater like once or twice a year. Um, but it's enough for me that it, you know, keeps me in my, you know, my forum and makes me, you know, kind of do one thing once in a while. And I feel good about that. And that's all I need, you know, just once in a while, I want to get out there and do something. And, and that feels good. Well, you know, one time, um, Ryan has been in our lives since 1994, five. Do Ryan, do I know you? You, you probably know. Yes, you do. Okay. You, you probably know of Ryan. Um, uh, I was uh, Lewis and Pippin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you remember me? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know it's hard. Like, cause I'm like, oh, I think I know him. Cause like your name is very familiar. Um, but one time we were in the backyard um, yep. having a therapy session. Mm -hmm. And Ryan said to me, he said, Matt, why did you go to Shenandoah? Mm -hmm. And I immediately said, it was my my way out. Yes. And I think a lot for me was I knew I didn't belong kind of where I was. I knew that I needed to be around a different family because I think maybe I wasn't going to get married and have kids and live on a farm. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think one of the things that helped me to survive was because I think I needed them more than they needed me. Right. Yeah. And I that knew that I need to finish there and like get myself into another community because I just didn't think I belonged where I was. Right. And then at least it gets you, you know, to a different place in your life, you know? Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I knew it was a stepping stone. Yeah. No, I'm really glad that I went there. I mean, like I said, I just wish I would have taken a little bit more seriously and I wish that I you know, like life is a process, right? So sometimes we look back and wish we were a different place at that point. And I wish I would have been more open to, you know, being a part of the theater community a little bit. I mean, not to the point that I wanted just to be, you know, that little group, but I do wish that I, you know, I also had my Jersey attitude a little bit. <laughs> so I think, I think maybe I was also a little standoffish to people, you know, so maybe not as approachable as I am now. Um, and so I think that also held me back a little bit. Yeah. But, 
Yeah. <clears throat> have you have you gone back to school uh, for any other thing since Shandoa? My gosh, no. <laughs> no, and no. I mean, I've taken maybe an like a an acting class here and there or whatever. But like to get my math, like all these all these people go back and get their masters now, and I think that's great. Um, you know, if I was going to be in the teaching world or something like that, but that wasn't ever in the cards for me. You know, I was I was just really happy to graduate from college, to be honest, you know, and and just say, OK, here I am here. I have a diploma now and I framed it. You know, you do all that. You frame your diploma and you feel really good about it. And, you know, I don't know if it really made a difference in my life as far as, you know, being a better actor or anything like that. But, you know, it's an accomplishment regardless, you know, yeah. It is. So no, but no, no, no more school for me. <laughs> I, I have a, I do, are you funny enough? You wish you guys live closer. I have a pet sitting business. I own my own pet sitting business and that's what I do for a living now. Um, so I, I thoroughly enjoy that in my life. Animals are a big part of my, my world. And, Jenny uh, and the pets, right? I'm sorry. Jenny and the pets. Yeah. Jenny and the pets. Yep. That is correct. And, I had this uh, idea for you. When okay. We were love discussing it. this. Yeah. <laughs> you should get a band together and call it the same thing. <laughs> I know, During right? the day you do pet sitting and then at night you perform. Yes. Exactly. Jenny and the pets. Are yes. Jenny and the pets. pets. Are all of the songs about animals? <laughs> yeah. There's tons. My husband came up with the name. I can't take credit because he's a, in marketing. He's like, it would be so, and it's so funny everywhere I go because I have signs on my car. And like, if I'm in a gated community, all the guys will like sing the song to me like, Jenny, Jenny. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> but it's cool. Everybody gets it. You know, it's great marketing, man. It is. It is great marketing. So, so I worked in the pet industry for most of my adult life as my like survival gig between mm -hmm. shows it's called happy hounds and that's also Aww. the name of steven's band that's <laughs> so cute i worked at happy hounds which was a dogma. dog dog sitting place and i was a, a manager at dogma, dogma. Which, was, which was the daycare center on capitol hill for all the like senators dogs and he had a serious nice. metal band named dogma at the time i did not <laughs> no um <laughs> But I relate uh, to animals being a passion and I love them so much more than people. And that's Me the thing that's too. the greatest thing about that job. It um, is really great. I mean, I go to people, I sleep at people's houses and like sleep in their beds with their dogs. It's kind of weird. Like the people are like, I mean, I sleep in like master, like and a lot of the people here are very wealthy and their houses are, I live in a tiny, you know, typical florida three bedroom two bath house and i go to these houses and it's like they're ridiculous and it's really nice and i i really don't mind it people people are always asking me like isn't it weird to like sleep in someone else's room like with their dog or whatever i'm like well just think about it like you go to a hotel what's the difference like obviously they're or an airbnb right what's the difference and like i'm saying in this beautiful house on the water or whatever on the beach i mean so for me, it's like, it's just an awesome, it's just an awesome gig. Plus during the day, I'm like walking, I literally probably walk like 15 dogs a day. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like I get up and I'm like, okay, let's put on our, our yoga pants and let's go walk, you know, our little Frenchies or whatever. So that's what I do all day long. Are you the only employee of your company? No, I have a couple gals that work for me. They're all contractors, but yes, they I'll be like, I can't take care of Fluffy. Can you help me out? Or I can only go to this house. You know, so yes, I have my daughter works for me. And I also have a couple other um, ladies that help me, um, you know, when I when I am unable to take on an entire load, which is a lot because I'm it's a pretty, the pet industry is pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's a good business to be in, as you know, because you love your puggies. I do. We right? And everybody's got a freaking dog. Everybody does. Some of these people have like four dogs or like five dogs, not just one. Like it's very rare that they have one dog. Like most people have two dogs, three dogs, a couple cats, you know. I take care of a couple farms, chickens, a cow. I have a cow I take care of. Like it's wild. I could write like I could write some fun stories, that's for sure. You could write like a kid's book. I could about pets. That would be awesome. Good idea. Matt, why don't you start that? You can be my uh, illustrator. I well, 
I, it would be interesting illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I know you're, no, you write like a lot of plays and stuff, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I write you mainly the music. Together. Yeah, I make, I write mainly the music because I'm just an emotional Aww. person. <laughs> and Stephen writes the words and usually the lyrics because he is linear. Gotcha. He likes to read and I like to think. Okay. That works out I, perfect though, right? I'm the ponder and he's the wander. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means. I was trying to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> the ponder and the launder. <laughs> um, so what? Okay. Wait, what's the cow's name? Oh, uh, he has doesn't he's actually a mean cow, and so he does not have a name. His name is Mr. Cow because when you go near him to like feed him, he will like literally charge you. Like he will, and cows can really hurt you. Like their cows are like a thousand pounds. He's like a thousand pound cow. I'm not kidding. So it's like you give him the hay, and he'll come and eat his food and his oats or whatever the heck he eats. And then if you even try to talk to him. Like, I've tried to sing to him, actually. I'm not even kidding. I, like, made up a Mr. Cow song. And he literally, like, tried to charge charge through the fence at my face. So I was like, okay, we're not going to do that again. Like, we're good. I'm just going to feed you, and I'm going to run. So... Right. <laughs> Cows are not always nice. And I'm not a vegetarian. So... <laughs> I, um, I, it's funny. I, I stopped uh, walking dogs and stuff when I kind of, bowed out of performing which was when I got a full-time job at a at one of my other part-time jobs mm -hmm. and during this past year I actually went back to my old company um, and said hey can I like walk a few dogs a, you know a week because uh -huh. I just was sitting my office is in my basement nice I'm like I am sitting to death oh my god I need to get out of the house and see the sun and I get out of yeah, my house I um I have and into my bed. Is that the song? <laughs> <laughs> I walk up uh, in the same neighborhood, two different households. They're both, uh, they both have two dogs each. They're both sisters, um, but different breeds. So there's uh, the, the Irish setter girls. Nice. And then the chocolate lab girls. Chocolate labs are very sweet. Well, what's funny is these people I don't know if they know each other or not, but both of the sets of animals at both houses, there's one who's like, yes, I want to get in the leash and go. This is great. And then there's the other sister who's like, no, I'm going to play hard to get. And you're going to have to find me yes. to get that leash oh, on me. Oh, that's fun. I've dealt with that a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you have to, like, figure out the tricks to, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe if I say her name in a very high-pitched manner and, like, get down low, you mm -hmm. know. Yes, all kinds of little tricks like that. I have a – I take care of an emu. Um, oh, wow. And his name is Albert, and he is such a cool – and you pet him on – like, they're pretty – and they, they have a heart. Like, when they're excited, they, they make this sound. It sounds like a heartbeat, and it's very weird. And, when, and they'll run, and you think, like, is this – yeah, bird and they're big birds they, they're the fastest bird like literally i think in the world or one of them and if you pet albert on the back of his neck he will like go down to like a, cr a crawling position like his legs collapse and he just goes down it is the cutest thing but most people are afraid of him but he's awesome that's amazing yeah 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 have you ever had a dog get off leash yes Oh, me too. More than once, unfortunately. And I can tell you it's like a heart attack. Like, I literally, I don't, and thank goodness, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood right now, um, that no, I've never lost a dog or no dogs have been hurt on my watch. No one's gotten bit. Like, none of those situations. Thank goodness. But I have had a couple dogs that got off leash. And the key is don't chase them. Yep. Because if you chase them, they are going to run. <laughs> yep. Do you <laughs> so know what I it's did? A game. I lost, uh, it, it was a, a leash break. Oh, shit. Um, I had a Weimaraner. Oh, yeah. And I was on a... Grayson? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, he knows because he used to work for the same company. Ah. Um, he, we were on a patch of land and then there was the highway. 
<gasps> oh my gosh, I would li- literally die. I I just instinctually, the leash broke. He started running towards the highway. I threw myself down on the ground and made high-pitched noises. <gasps> Did you really? And he turned around immediately to come and jump on top of me. Oh my gosh, that is so smart. Well, I tell anyone who works in dog stuff, if they don't know that trick, it worked. And Grayson was not an obedient... I mean, wines are really good dogs, yeah. but... He, they can also be really insane. Oh, they're crazy. Yeah. His, his, his owner treated him like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The, wow. the owner was not the best. But at any rate, that works if you ever need it in a pinch. That is great. I will. De- I mean, I definitely don't chase him, but I'm going to try that if that ever happens. I'm, and I'll let you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I probably <laughs> looked like I was having a seizure or something. <laughs> Who um, cares? You got the dog back. I don't care. I literally don't care. <laughs> if you're ever in a pinch, you're <laughs> in a ditch. <laughs> There you go. Yes, yes. Um, uh, so how was, did dog walking change during the pandemic? Yes, my my business definitely suffered. Um, yeah. Like whose business really didn't, um, you know, it, it sucked because. Um, Take out pizza business was fine. Yeah, well, because like everyone's home. Like who's going to work? nobody's going to work no one i mean everyone's home like working on their computers or zoom calling you know what i mean so that was a a pretty rough you know year for me um thankfully you know i was able to get you know some funding um just because i literally had no business like at all and that was so it was you know kind of a struggle for me and i hate i i like being out and I like doing things like during that time I was like I, I was doing weird stuff like I so I I started like doing the oils with the the young living do you know about these oils with the lamps and everything and they're like oh put lavender in here and like you'll you're everything is going to be great like I did all a bunch of weird stuff like that because yeah I was so bored yeah and I hate being like I don't like being home I like being out and doing things I'm a very you know, kind of outgoing person. And I like to be, I I just don't like to sit around and do nothing. That makes me absolutely nuts. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a trying time, but then luckily I cannot tell you, especially because I'm in Florida, the weirdest state in the country when people could go back to work and go back on vacation. (laughs) It was like, I swear to God, I'm probably booked right now, like six months right now for overnights. Like my family never sees me. Because people just were like, they want to go. They want to be out. They want to spend money. They want to be on vacation. And this is, you know, it settled down a little bit. But, you know, since everybody could get back to work and go on vacation, it was like my business came back full force. And then and I was like, I got to hire some people. I can't do this by myself. Like if I and that's really how you make money doing this is by having other people you know, help you because then you're taking a little bit of what, you know, I'm doing all the marketing, I'm doing all the, you know, meeting the clients and things like that. But that's how you make your money is by having other people, you know, help you. Um, Let's talk about the keys. Yes. Is it like a, a pegboard with alphabetized? Like what's it going on? What's the organizational? <laughs> well, I probably could be a little better with this, to be honest, but I have a couple, I have all my keys marked with people's names, not their addresses, of course. Yeah. Uh, but their names and sometimes the dog's name. But, you know, I, I probably have like four Lunas. So I'll have to put the client's name. Like this is Jackie and Ed's dog, you know, and this is with Luna. So I have their 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 keys all labeled with their names. And then I have like a, a compartment of, I don't know what to call them, like drawers that I have with each key in a section. Um and that's and then some of them I keep in my car because a lot of clients I go to every day, Monday through Friday, because mm-hmm. people are, you know, at work. And then think also I have garage codes and alarm codes that I have to keep track of because a lot of people have alarms in their house. They have door codes. So you have to remember, you know, to write that stuff all down. And, and I, sometimes they change it and don't and tell they you. change it and I really should. I'm not the best with that kind of stuff. Like I should have, I have a lot of stuff in my phone, but I really need to, and I have it written down on a, you know, on a, 
com- composition pad or whatever, but I really need to have a document like on my computer is if I, you know, don't have my phone, you know, you store all your information, like addresses and stuff are all on my phone. Um, but I also should have a hard copy of that somewhere. So I still don't have that. <laughs> so what do you, what do you do? Uh, do you do little slips like that inform what happened on the yeah, wall? I write a note every day. You know, you know, uh, Freddie went to the bathroom. He did this. He did that. You're low on, you treats. know, food treats. Yeah. We went for a walk. It was beautiful. Um, you know, you need food, whatever the case might be. Yeah, I leave a note for someone. I leave a notes every day. I, when I was particularly bored and had like time on my hands, which I do, I can't even conceive of anymore. But mm-hmm. um, I used to make up elaborate stories. Oh, you, uh, well, of course you did. <laughs> I know. And and one of them was this dog named Patches. And Patches had these, uh, had two mommies. And I loved them. They were so much fun. And it just, you know, you can kind of gauge when you can get away with doing this by the the, the people's house. You know what I mean? Right. right. You're like, oh, these people are fun. Yes. And I would read... I, because every Monday after back when Downton Abbey was on, that's how long ago we are. Um, I would say we discussed last night's Downton patches really hated the part when blah, blah, blah. And they would write the most hysterical notes back and they friended me on Facebook and they started posting my notes. That's so great. It's so stupid. I no, had nothing awesome. to do. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah. I've, I, I mean, you, this has turned into the, pet sitting podcast but that's okay <laughs> okay who cares about Shannon no, I'm just kidding well as you know Jen and I'm being completely honest and I know that some people maybe aren't fr- aren't really uh dog or animal lovers but my gosh during the pandemic I I, I don't know what I would have done without the two pugs oh my gosh I love like we love our dogs like we you know like they're my they're a part of our like they're my kids you know what I mean and most people feel that way about their pets. It's just, you know, they just do. And that's why they're like, oh, you, you want this much money to sleep in my house and watch Netflix for five hours? No problem. Like, because it gives them peace of mind. Plus, I'm like, you know, taking out their trash and getting their mail. It's basically also, you know, you're taking care of their home, which is a, which is also a really nice thing. And, you know, the other thing I do, because, you know, I'm driving in my car every day. Like, I have so many miles on my car going from client to client, I listen to podcasts all yep. the time. Like true crime is my thing. Like I'm always like listening to true crime. And now of course you guys, <laughs> it was really interesting to listen to your podcast though. Like I have to tell you, I'm that's really awesome. You guys that you are doing this. I mean, it's, it kind of brings you back to the past a little bit, you know, and just all these familiar names that I haven't thought about in so many years or just that part of my life. You know what I mean? You kind of like put it in, in a, in a compartment, you know what I mean? And because my experience there wasn't like someplace I really want to go back to that much. I don't really, sorry. Matthew is sneezing. I'm allergic to the Were you yawning at me, Matthew? Were you yawning? No, (laughs) listeners alert yourselves. Matt is sneezing. He made to it again. Cover your ears. I'm allergic to the past. No, I was going to say, Stephen will always say that this was my idea. Oh, Lord. And I would like to say he's correct. Yeah, what made you guys, what made you guys want to do this? I'm just curious. Well, the, we started the podcast itself in general, the, aside from the SU season. Right. Yeah, out of sheer like boredom. season, right? Or something? What? This is like your fifth season, isn't it? We've actually had six. We, six, okay. We went but the Shenandoah one was season five. Season six was just like for spooky month. Oh, that's um, fun. But then we went back to season five because there's still so many people that we reached out to that wanted to talk to us. And the list keeps, you know, begetting more names. And when yeah. some names see certain names, they think, well, they've done it. I want to do it. Oh, so and you've had people reach out to you. I've reached out to people and I've had people reach out to me. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it, it's become this kind of like living log of, of people that, you know, kind of intersected at this one place. It's become really interesting. I feel like we just were far enough away from SU and the time there to kind of re-explore it. It, it couldn't have been sooner. Yeah, it's really um, great. And it can't be longer because I'll forget everybody, you know, eventually. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Okay. 
there is supposedly a SSMT alum thing. April 1st. Yeah, you guys going to go? I'm not going. No, (laughs) I don't think so. I'm not fucking going to that. (laughs) No, I don't think I... I don't. Sorry, I, don't, I, I didn't mean to say fuck. No, you can say fuck all you want. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, 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 part of me would like to go, but then another part of me is like, uh, the dogs. You, you guys know. are close enough, though. I mean, you could go if you hated it. I mean, you're living, you're in DC, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, we'll, have to figure, totally we'll, have to, we'll have to figure out the logistics of what even the day in at Shendo even is. Yeah, because I will be teaching at least till one, maybe till four. Well, yeah, you want so funny, quick story. Um, this is really weird, but um, so there's a her name is Karen Leone, and she like was with Tom and in that class, and Arlene and and like Kathy Voico, and that was like her class, right? She didn't graduate, she she left early, but when I moved to Florida, she what became my friend, and we never knew each other at Shenandoah. Like I, we didn't even like. I know she left when I got there. Anyway, went to the. It's just so funny. Like what a small world. She's like, you went to Shenandoah, and I was like, yeah. And then we knew all these people. Like, but we never knew. You know, we never went to. We never knew each other at school. Right. So, and it's so weird because I'm in Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. That was kind of bizarre. There's there's a there's quite a few SU people in Florida. Yeah, and she's going to the. She's like, are you going to go to the um alumni thing i'm like absolutely not <laughs> i'm like you know what if i was closer me i don't i feel like people would be like who the hell are you like i don't even know if people would remember me you know what i mean and then i would just be like again the little the like weird blonde girl in the corner sitting by myself so no, I, I would like, be there with you that's for sure <laughs> you know like they're like who's that girl over there did she even go to school here <laughs> i would put myself in a dunk tank and just to raise money <laughs> Oh, Matt, they would remember you. You Dunk Matt. <laughs> no, my gosh. Matt, you were at my wedding. I was? Yes. You don't remember at the post. I got married at the post office in Winchester. That's right. Dude, yeah. And Brian Mickens and Jeff Fred. I got married when I was in college. Who the fuck does that? Oh, my gosh. Meanwhile, totally... we're divorced. <laughs> well, that's God. who does it. Thank God, but I did have three beautiful children with him. But he was, you know. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I have a wonderful husband now. But um, yeah, you were at my wedding, and like a bunch of Shenandoah people. Oh my gosh, people must have thought, "What is this girl doing?" <laughs> Want to get married? I'm in Shenandoah. Let's just go get married. Oh my gosh, that's am- how did you meet your new? I wonderful don't even husband? want to tell you. You laugh your ass off. But I'm going to tell you because it's funny. He, okay, this is so bad. Let me just preface this by saying he was really cute. (laughs) But older than me, he worked at Shenandoah, but not as a teacher or anything like that. He worked worked in the cafeteria. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, he did. And I would go, this is hilarious. I would go up and I would be like, he'd be like, hey, <laughs> this is like the running joke in my family. Okay. And my, even my girls were like, mom, come on. Like you couldn't have done better than this. Like what's wrong with you? And I would go up and when I went to the cafeteria and he would like be there, it was like his second job. And uh, he'd be like, what do you want on your burger? Do you want lettuce? Do you want <laughs> <laughs> We would flirt like that at the freaking Shenandoah cafeteria. And I don't even know what happened from there. I was obviously out of my mind. And he was like the hometown hero in Winchester. And he was a singer. And he was in a rock band. And I just thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, my God. Was he like, how would you like it cooked? Yes. He's like, want, yes. He's like, you want cheese on that? Oh, my you God. Want- you want provolone? <laughs> you want an onion ring? Yeah. He's like, do you want that on your burger? Oh, my God. Hilarious. And it worked, Jen. And it, it worked. It worked, dude. Like, and then I stay, and then I graduated from Shenandoah and stayed in Winchester. Like, what? Who? Why? 
why did I do that? I did do a show at the Wayside Theater. Do you remember the Wayside Theater? Oh, yes. I did. And that was, I did a Christmas carol there. And uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. And that's like the only thing I did in that town after I graduated. And then I was like a wife and a mom and like kind of forgot who I was for a while. But yeah, isn't that the funny? And Wait, you did a show at Wayside? Mm-hmm. So now, you know now that that's completely gone. It is? Yeah, they they kind of basically just went like bankrupt, probably like, I don't know, probably like right after the night. Not after 9-11, but it's been a while. It's been like at least 15 years. That's too bad. It was a nice, I really enjoyed that. That was, that was a nice time for me. Like it was a nice little experience. And they, like, it was perfect. Like they had people come in from New York and, you know, they were housing people and stuff. It was, I I thought it was great. That's too bad. Yeah. It was like a a real authentic, like uh, small town American theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nice. I auditioned for them several times, and I'm still waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. Aren't we all? Aren't yeah. we all? I'm going to go there and request my headshot back. <laughs> yes, please, please. Oh, um, my goodness. Jen, uh, we are uh, we're mindful of your time. Um, I just want to get one last thing in. So yeah. you spent a lot of time at people's houses watching netflix as you said yes what are your top favorite streaming recommendations i'll tell you i'm watching a lot of apple tv right now okay and we are watching servant have you guys watched that no that's with shamalama i always say shamalama ding dong i know that's not his real name i forgot you know i'm talking shamalama what's his name Yes, thank you. And um, that's a very good show. Also, this is an older one. Have you seen Blackbird? No. Okay, very. And I like serious. Are you guys like more funny? Like, do you like funny, like, easy no. stuff? Matt okay. loves Ted Lasso. I, like I Ted love Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh my God, so good. But I, I also it. like some really serious acting, like, okay, Olivia watch Col- Blackbird. It is based on a true story. The guy that plays the serial killer named Larry has won a ton of awards for his work in it. And it's he's really something else. And, he got uh, the Lindy. Yes, he did get the Lindy. <laughs> and everybody was pissed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, that's a really good show. Um, what else have I watched that I really love? I just love when people out here, you know, like, I do. all of a sudden your mind goes like completely blank. But um Oh, you know what else is kind of weird, though, is also on Apple. It's called Sir, not Servant. It's called Serve. It's very close to Servant, though. It's um, the guy was from Parks and Rec. Severance. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Yes. That is weird. That's very Black Mirror. You've seen all of it? No, I have not seen all of it. Ah! Have you watched the end? You watched. I'm almost done. Yeah, I watched it. Like, I binged it because someone... I forget what it was. Someone I heard someone you say thought, you thought it was succession. So. I thought it was succession. I started watching it until I realized it wasn't. <laughs> what did you guys think? Have you guys watched White Lotus? No, we never we never started that. That's a wild one. That's with Jennifer Cooley. Yeah. She's pretty wild. I think that's who she is in real life, like for sure. Yeah. We, we just finished the crown most recent season and we're just starting the last of us yes i'm on episode two of that did you we guys just ever finished in- two yeah are you guys did you ever get into king of thrones game of no, thrones game of thrones we never we didn't have hbo at the time so we missed all of that do you have well you know what i was so late to the party and my husband and i are like what are we gonna do during this pandemic like what the f are we gonna do and we totally let me tell you i'm like i'm gonna hate this shit i'm not into this like medieval whatever is going on magic crap i loved it like how i mean it's a little brutal it's a lot of sex and like but it can be like a very brutal you know things that go on but like if you can get past that that it's really really good Just love like. is a brutal feeling <laughs> so i i recommend that if you have hbo but um yeah i'm really into apple i'm really into apple right now yeah 
I, the problem is there's so much freaking good stuff. Oh, one more thing I'll recommend. I just watched last night. It just came out on Apple and it's called Sharper. It's with Julian Mo- Julia Moore. And uh, yes. it's like two hours. Have you guys watched that yet? No. I've heard, I just heard about it today. Watch it. It's wild. And it's a really good, like, thriller twisty. Okay. Yeah. If you like that kind of stuff. Well, I love Julianne Moore in anything. Yeah, she is amazing. Um, well, this has been a blast. Oh, a blast. This has been so fun. Listen, I know, people, I know people say, like, shit they don't mean all the time. But I'm telling you guys. Ryan, you too. If you guys ever want to get away for a vacation, like for a couple days, you could totally set up shop here at my house. You could do your podcast. You could bring your doggies. If you ever want to get away, my house is open to you guys anytime you want to come. That's so sweet of you. Sweet. We're very clean and we don't steal. And I'm, I mean, especially you, Matt, because I, you know, you and I were pretty close and I, um, in college, I thought we were. Maybe you don't remember that way. No, I remember us really kind of laughing at most situations. Yes. And you remember, you know, I always got the parts because I, I guess like I just exuded like that basically I was like a slutty kind of girl. But like those were the parts I always got. And you put me, do you remember the, you did like a one act thing and I was in your one act and I was like a dead hooker. Do you remember? Oh my God. I don't remember that. I've had too many dead hookers. Oh my God. And I like had to be in your bed and it was so, and basically you to like move me around this. I never said a word. Hilarious. But like, you don't remember that. And you moved me around the stage. Swear to God. Oh God. Now I do. (laughs) No, it's funny. It's fine if you don't, but I do remember that. So that's so funny. It was funny. Anyway, you guys, I'm really serious. I really hope that you keep in touch. And please, if you, I mean it, like if you're like, hey, can we come for the weekend? 100% yeah. you can. And I'll put, you guys can stay at our house. You can bring your dogs. I have a huge fence in the backyard. I'll take you guys to the beach. We'll go to West Palm. It'll be great. Awesome. Oh God, we would love that. Okay. So let me know. We'll take the show on the, the road. Yes. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for all the memories. <laughs> bring me back to Shenandoah. Yeah, great. How would you like your burger? Yes. How do you? How would you like your burger? <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, I can't. Watch. Well, I don't know why that didn't work out. Stupid. Anyway, oh my god. Great to talk to you all. Good yeah, to talk you to you. Too. Love you. Thank you so much. Love you all. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to us, Jen. We love talking to you. We had a blast. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, thanks so much. And gosh, I hope we can catch up soon. If any of you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an E-R. We do have a Patreon. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, We love you. And if you become a Patreon supporter, you can get exclusive content like the Find Your Light concert that's our greatest hits of uh, songs from our shows. That is coming up on Patreon any moment now. Um, So do become a Patreon supporter at any level and you'll get to get that benefit and also many other benefits. Magnets, cute things, videos, anyway. Um, Please share this podcast where you share things, post it where you post things. I can't speak clearly. It's the morning and I have sticky mouth. Um, There is a Discord board. Please check out the Discord board. It's a place where you can connect with your other alum, share pictures and stuff you don't want on the main social media pages. Um, And other than that, uh, have a delightful, delightful few days until we post the next one of these. It's beginning to look a lot like spring at least here in virginia so uh enjoy it bye bye